Well, welcome back to the When I Heard This podcast. My name is Nate Robinsoff, and I'm here with Pastor Joseph Tillman, MDiv, soon to be demon. How are you doing today, sir? I'm all right, my man. I got, I'm a, I got a little cold thing going on. A little congested. Me too. Yeah. It's just that time of year. It is heater we, on now time. Right. With Georgia. And yep. it's going to be and it's going to be 30 in the morning and 75 in the afternoon. Yep. And that's just the way we roll down here. Yep. So, yeah. But other than that, I'm all right. Cool. Amen. Me too. Good deal. Uh, go to Patreon, $5. Like, subscribe, share, comment, follow, download. Tell your friends about the show. You can find the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at When I Heard This Podcast and X and Locals at When I Heard This. Um, we're talking about Jews again. All right. Or Israel. Yeah. The land of Israel. So now we're going specifically to the land. Yes. Okay. And why everyone blows each other up over it. Yeah. Except and- apparently us. <laughs> it's been... There has been more wars fought over that land yep. than any that land little in history. Who cares land? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so my first question is Uh-huh. Uh is it magic or something? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, the land? Yeah. Is there is there unobtainium underneath it or right. adamantium? Right. Or what's the Black Panther I was about to blue say, stuff called? Yeah. I can't remember what it's called either. Who cares? <laughs> anyway, is there something really special under there or in there or is it like it's 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 solely it's solely just built around promises from God. Okay. For both for both Jews and for Muslims, they believe they believe they have a a religious right to the land. Okay, cuz I've heard Christians say they went over there and like floated in the water that makes oh, yeah. you float. Yeah, they yeah, and and, you and know, go get baptized in the Jordan River, right? And, and walked where Jesus was. Correct. And they're like, it felt really spiritual. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are, are you sure that was Jesus? Because there's a lot of non-Christian people blowing each other up over there. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, there's both sides, right? Like, there's the. I mean, I think as a Christian, it's pretty. I mean, like if you were going over there to walk around the areas where Jesus physically walked around. That's pretty cool. Like, so I, I get that. Even though everything has been replaced since then. Yeah. I mean, even though there's so much of it is, is obviously different and changed in mm-hmm. 2000 years. So like we get that. And so I think it's still, but I think it's still pretty cool. Like you're going to the, the places, the spaces where Jesus was, that's a pretty, I think that's pretty unique. But that also, I also get where you're coming from though, because like, most of Israel is really non-religious. Like it's very right. secular, in other words. Yes. Um, and so, obviously, there's you know eight to nine million Jews living there in Israel, but I mean the majority of them are actually non-practicing Jews. In terms, of, so they're they're obviously Jews ethnically, but in regards to religion, they're pretty secular. Right. Yeah. So there's nothing like magic about the land, but other than the fact that Jews, Muslims believe there's promises connected to that land. And then you got the Christian group who has their thoughts on the land as well. Because I don't ever care to go there. Because <laughs> Why don't you want to go there? Because of the bombs. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. And, well, and, and I don't care about like I what what is it gonna do? To walk where Jesus walked, right? When we're supposed to have him walking through our hearts all yeah. the time, or whatever. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> no, I get it. I, I understand. Yeah. I think. I think for me, as a as a pastor, I'd love to go over there just to just to see some of the areas. Okay. Again, I, I know they're going to look different than where it was what it was like two thousand years ago, but just to be in some of those areas, be in some of those spaces. I think it's kind of cool just from like having some like like mental images in my head of like physically being there, what it looks like when you're talking about specific areas when you're preaching or teaching through scripture. I'll so. just type it into AI. <laughs> well, and that's an option as well. <laughs> okay. So the Jews. Uh-huh. Why do they really, really, really 
really, really, really <laughs> want to live there. Right. In Israel. Right. Current, present. Right. The place. Okay. And why have they wanted to live there so bad? Right. For the last billions of years. <laughs> <laughs> billions of years. Wow, that's a long time ago. Uh, how about we say like 2,000 years ago? Okay. For like the last 2,000 years. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I'm sorry, 4,000 years. Like the last 4,000 years. Right. Yeah. You're you're doing it. I'm doing what? That was it. No, I mean 5,000 years. <laughs> well, sorry. I was thinking 2,000, like going back to Abram in 2000 BC. and But it's been oh, okay. 4,000 years from then. So it's just shoddy math on my end. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So... All right, so why you can't is... have shoddy math in this discussion? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Heaven help me. All right, so why is the land important to the Jews? Let's start there. Yes. Okay. And so in Genesis chapter twelve, so this is I believe we read this last week as well. But in Genesis twelve verse one, the Lord said to Abram, "Go from your land, your relatives, and your father's house." to the land that I will show you. So the Lord is actually telling Abram, you're going to leave land where you've been, land of the Chaldeans, and I need you to go to the land that I will show you. Okay. okay. And then this, the land itself becomes um, like established as far as like the, like what is this land? And so in verse five, it says that they, um, they set out for the land of Canaan. Okay. okay. Which is present day Israel. Okay. Well, okay. Let's go to Genesis 15 to okay. s- establish the boundaries for the land. Cause I think that helps us kind of see geographically where it is. Cause it's much larger than the present day land of Israel. Oh yeah. So they haven't done enough blowing other people up. <laughs> All right. We're, we'll get to that later on. Let me not get sidetracked on that yet. And Oh Lord. All right. So in chapter 15 of Genesis, verse 18, on that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram saying, I give this land to your offspring from the brook of Egypt or from the Nile river to the great river, the, the river Euphrates. Um, so really we're talking about geographically, you're talking about like Egypt to Iraq. Okay. So that's kind of the land. Okay. And so, that's a much larger, obviously, uh, geographical territory than what's presently being held. Right. Um, and so, but, but that's, what's presently being held is all the is all the good parts. <laughs> okay, Jerusalem is there. Right. So that's the most important part. Right. Yeah. So the fact that that's where all the magic is. <laughs> most of it. <laughs> okay. Well. Hold that thought too. All right. And so, and so for, again, for, for the, for the Jewish, for the, for Jews, for the believers in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the, it, the idea of the land is attached to the covenant that God made with Abram or with Abraham. Right. Um, I totally solved this whole conflict last week. You, you solved it? Yeah. Okay. How did you solve it? With the Abraham, Abram thing. <laughs> okay. Let me hear. Okay, because he remind me how you solved it. Because he he promised all that stuff before his name got changed. <laughs> so he, everything he promised is... the land before the name got changed. So everything, okay, none of it matters anymore. All right, so I'm gonna actually I'm gonna actually just destroy that whole thought process right Don't, now. No, yes, I am. All right, <laughs> so in Genesis 17 verse five, God says, "Your name will no longer be Abram. Your name will be Abraham." For I will make you the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful and will make nations and kings come from you. Okay. And then he goes on to say, and I will confirm my covenant that is between me and you and your future offspring throughout their generations. It's a permanent covenant to be your God and the God of your offspring after you. Fine. And to you and your future offspring, I will get the land where you are residing all of the land of Canaan as a permanent possession and I will be their God. So even after the name change, God promises. Yeah. Right, them, yeah. So I'm sorry okay. I had to destroy that. That thought, it was a good thought. You, you almost had it. That would have solved the whole thing. 
<laughs> you need to call it everything for everyone. For you need to call it everything null yeah, and void. Right. <laughs> Just forget it. So, all right. Well, I'm because glad. Actually, <laughs> I'm glad that um, I'm glad that that the that the word of God was able to yes bring some clarity to this. Yeah. Okay, so the, so it's really so why it's important for the Jews is that it's wrapped up in the covenant that was made to Abraham. Okay. And this covenant is an everlasting covenant. In other words, it's not a covenant that was made for a just a specific period of time that was to end. So, for example, the covenant that God made to Noah or made with Noah mm-hmm. saying, hey, I'm never going to flood the earth again. That was an everlasting covenant. The, God, the, the covenant that God is making with Abram or Abraham to be their God and the God of their offspring, it's also an everlasting covenant to the people of Israel. Okay. Okay. And But then you have other, another covenant, for example, the covenant made to Moses or made with Moses and the people of Israel at that point in time, that actually was for a specific time and, and specific you know, people and time. Um, but that covenant is no longer being enforced at this point. Okay. All right. It's, it, let me rephrase. As a Christian, I would say that. Okay, Jews would disagree with me. So why, why is this covenant still enforced? Yeah, because God said it's an everlasting covenant. And okay. And I don't. I mean, forever means forever. So, um, and this, and because the covenant to the the people group here did not involve did it was a specific covenant made to a group of people. That, the people of Israel, the people whose God was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So it was specifically for the Jewish people. and But it was to continue on and so that he will continue to be their God. He will continue to, you know, those that are blessed by them will be blessed. Or those those they bless will be blessed. Those that, you know, are cursed or that curse Israel will be cursed. So all of that is actually still in play in this Abrahamic covenant. Um and so, but getting back to the idea of the land, the, the this is for the Jews while the land, in their opinion, is theirs. Okay. Okay. So from a, from the Jewish perspective, I think that, you know, kind of, again, gives the, the crux of it, of why it's important to them. Okay. So why do the Islamic people okay. think that that land is theirs? Okay. Actually, going back to the same thing. Okay. All right. And this is kind of where it... it, it and wouldn't they have most of it by now? Yeah. I mean, obviously, right? they've, they've got just if, about all of it. Right. Yeah. Except the good parts. <laughs> except for except for they, they'd like to have Jerusalem. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is... So really, yeah. we're fighting over Jerusalem. That's a large content... Yeah. I mean, that's a large part of it. Okay. Um, you know, because even going back to like the Crusades... Which was not a great time in Christian history, right? Okay, but even going back to the Crusades, it's it was over the same issue. It was over Jerusalem. It was over the land, um, and so who were they killing? They were in war with the Muslims. Okay, yeah, the Christians were. Mm, the Christians were. Okay, and so oh, so we have fought over that before. Yeah, for Muslims, they actually are tying their justification to have the land back. To this, to to, in many ways, the same promise, the same covenant. Okay? okay, so for the Jews, they believe there is Abraham, and then his son Isaac, and then Isaac's son Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. Mm-hmm. Right, and you get the twelve tribes of Israel, and that's the lineage. Okay, okay. the covenant carries through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. You know whose name is Israel. That's the lineage. Therefore, they have the right for. Muslims, it actually it's tying it back to Ishmael, who was it, it, who was who was another one of Abraham's sons, but was actually the first born of Abraham, but was okay. not born via his wife Sarah, but through a handmaiden Hagar. Okay, and so and so for. The Muslims, they actually believe the Jews, for all intents and purposes, like 
basically um, <laughs> uh, slanted the scriptures in their favor, but really oh. kind of created created their own history out of it, their own story out of it. Okay. That was, in, the, in the Muslims' eyes, it's a false story. It's not a true story. Okay. And so for the Muslims... And the Jews think the same thing about... Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, and... You know, and so for 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 Jews, for Christians, when we read the Old Testament scriptures, you know, we see the fact that God makes a makes it clear to Abraham that Ishmael is not the son of the promise. What part? In Genesis twenty one, verse twelve, God said to Abraham, "Do not be distressed about the boy and about your slave. Whatever Sarah says to you, listen to her, because your offspring will be traced through Isaac." And I will also make a nation of the slave's son, that's Hagar's son, because he is your offspring. So, in other words, God is saying, hey, your offspring will be traced through Isaac. That's who the promises are geared to. That's the covenant is geared toward is through Isaac. But I'm also going to make a great nation of Hagar's son, Ishmael. So, according to the Jews and this, Mm -hmm. both of them are supposed to be cool. Well, from, I, I mean, cool in the sense of like they're both Abraham's sons. Cool in the sense of God promised that both would have uh, like a great nation would come from both. But only one of them was a child of the promise. Okay. Yeah. Who, that By the child of the promise, they just mean the promise of the covenant. So the Muslims would say, or the Islam people mm-hmm. yeah, would Muslims, say... Yeah. Okay, that the Jews wrote that verse specifically to be able to bomb <laughs> the Muslims forever. Well, <laughs> over land. Over land. Well, okay. Obviously, um, bombing wasn't in the forethought of at this right. point in time. Okay. I mean, I know you're saying like later on, are they yeah. using this? No. So what they would say is. That basically the the Jewish people created their own story, their own history. Okay. Um, but it was a false history. So whose came first? The Jews. Okay. Because remember, Muslims, Muhammad, the founder of Islam, right, did not even live until the 600 AD. So he was a real guy? Oh, yeah. Okay. Muhammad's a real guy. Okay. Yeah. So he is considered their greatest prophet. Do the Muslims believe jesus was a guy yes okay they believe he was a real person that existed okay however they do not believe obviously that he was the jewish messiah okay yeah so so all comes back to this verse yeah it all all kind of this is the split this is the yeah this is the departure okay yeah and in in the quran Uh i guess they say they say everything the jews wrote in their bible was BS. Oh, death yes. to well, yeah. They're just basically creating a, a a a another narrative. Okay. That that contradicts the narrative that the Jews have. Okay. Yeah. So it's a multiverse situation. <laughs> Something like that, right? But where only one of them is true. It's 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 religion. It's what if. Religion, what if? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, okay, we can we can go down that road, okay. but but yeah, but obviously, but has real life consequences, but, right? Okay. Real life consequences, and and so you know, obviously, each one of them would argue that their version is the correct version, right? Yeah, and then the Christians argue that their version is the correct version. The Christians would would argue that the Jews are right. Right, because because we believe that part of the thing too. Right, because we have the same Hebrew scriptures right. in our Bible. How should Christians view this land? Okay, and real question is, why aren't we over there blowing people up? Right, so for our land back. Right, so aren't in other words, why aren't we right joining forces with the Jews? Right, and kind of going all crusade on them because we. We kind of, we branched a timeline too, 
<laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Out of right. We're... Judaism. <laughs> yeah. And so just like the Muslims did, mm-hmm. I guess. Sure. With our New Testament. Right. And so all those promises, I guess, are ours? Yeah. Okay. So So let's go blow people up. <laughs> and all and our our guy did all of his coolest stuff there. By our guy, you mean in Jesus. Jerusalem. Yeah. Yeah. Well well okay. He he did go to Jerusalem some. He 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 wasn't there like all the time. Well, that's where he got murdered. That's correct. That's, okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah. all the all all the best parts are there. Was that in Jerusalem? Was that the best part? I mean, that's the part that matters, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he rose from the dead that, there, right? Right? I mean, yes. Okay, yes, that's an important part. Yeah, it's an important part, no doubt. Okay. Yeah, he did spend a, a lot of time in Galilee. So let's go, which is north of. Grab Jerusalem. your gun. Okay. <laughs> all right, so you first started off asking, like, all right, how do how do, how should Christians feel about the land yes. issue, right? And who really has the land? Whose land is it? This is why. Well, this is why I don't understand because the Christians think the Jews should have it. Some do. Some do. Right. Mm-hmm. The ones that I know do. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Okay. So. So. Why don't we care to have it? Okay. Why do we care that they have it? Oh, okay. Instead of anybody else, like what is, what like I guess you're saying that not all Christians believe that that. Correct. So what is the scale? Is the scale the Muslims should have it? To who cares? Yeah, I think that's probably the scale. Okay, and then yeah. somewhere in there is the Jews should have it. Yeah, I in think, the mind of Christians. Okay, in the mind of Christians, I think really this. I, honestly, I think I don't think it's like going from Muslims should have it to. Um, to well, I, I guess it does. Yeah. So, like, because all right, before we get into the present land part, let me just back up a second. Here we go. Let me <laughs> <laughs> to give some perspective of. Actually, we had it first. <laughs> and you guys tried to blow us up first. No, no. I'm not wanna get, we're not getting into things blowing up right now. All, all right. right. So in in Galatians chapter 3, all right, which we read some of that last week. Okay. Um, but in Galatians chapter 3, there's a, a, a an important verse in here. And... So, uh, that Paul is writing to the Galatians and Paul says in Galatians three, verse 16. Now the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. He does not say and to seeds as they're referring to many, but referring to one and to your seed who is Christ. And so this is to be honest with you, where so much of it, of the, of the understanding of the land kind of comes into play. Okay. All right. So we talked about last week where you've got one group of Christians that kind of hold to a, what's called a replacement theology. The church has replaced Israel or and has, now replaced, it's spiritual. has replaced ethnic Israel as the, the true, they're the true spiritual Israel. Okay. Right. Um, I think that's where I fall. Okay. All right. After so, listening back to it three times. All right, so you moved from the second one back to the or, yes. or to the first one. Okay, yeah. all right. So and so here it says he does not say to the seeds, okay, as they're referring to many, but referring to one and to your seed who is Christ. In other words, that all the promises that were spoken to Abraham and to his seed are so really that could be interpreted. They replacement theology would say the promises were spoken to Abraham and to Christ. In other words, that Christ became the fulfillment of all of the promises promised to Abraham. And that, that makes sense. Okay. To me. To, all right. Except for the other verse that you read about forever. Yeah. About the land. Yeah. Being, being theirs the Jewish forever. peoples forever. Right. And I think that is, so really you're almost asking for one verse in the new Testament to undo 
all of the promises that were made about the land in the Old Testament. I'm okay with that. You're okay with that? Yep. All right. Because it goes along with everything else. Okay. Like, it seems like everything physical mm-hmm. that the Jews had to do to please God okay. got turned into spiritual. Okay. Like offerings and the curtain and okay. having to go to a pre or a priest. Mm-hmm. A, yeah, a yeah. rabbi. Yeah, the, well, the priest. Or, or yeah, they, a priest, priest. to... Yeah. To get prayers did, and I don't know if they. I don't know if I would say they converted to spiritual on those elements. But what I we? what I would say is that Christ, because he became the sacrifice, right? Sacrifices were no longer needed. It was not that they were not. It was not that all of the sacrifices were became spiritual sacrifices it was the fact that they were just simply weren't needed so would jesus then become the land that is the in in replacement theologies that's their position because that makes sense along with everything else okay that's why that's where i yeah. have that's come where you've down come here. to yes. yeah and and they would say no he's become he has become the land right like so and they would reference they would reference like um, another passage like Hebrews 4 where it talks about having a rest in God. Canaan was supposed to be a, a land of rest. Okay. And so now in Jesus, that land of rest is found in him. Okay. That, that makes sense. Right. Wouldn't he be all the things? Wouldn't he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So And so I get what you're saying, but I also think that there's another part, and that's I'm going to keep reading. Okay. So verse 17. My point is this. The law, which came 430 years later, so this is the law that's been given to Moses, the law that we find um, in Exodus and Leviticus, okay, that the law that comes 430 years later, so the law that comes 430 years later after this Abrahamic covenant. And Abraham's long dead. Long dead. 430 years dead, okay? Right, but they all used to live to like billions of years back then. Well, you and your billions, okay, not, not quite billions, and their years were were starting to, uh, you know, yeah, decrease. But yeah, I, I get your point; they did live longer. Does okay, but he says, does not the law, which came four hundred thirty years later, does not invalidate a covenant previously established by God, and thus cancel the promise? For if the inheritance is based on the law. It is no longer based on the promise, but God has graciously given it to Abraham through the promise. So Paul is saying, listen, we understand the law, okay, is no longer in force, no longer in play. Oh, so you're reading from the New Testament. I'm reading from the New Testament oh, here. Okay. Paul's saying the that the 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 law given to Moses, okay? Mm-hmm. That that law is we get it. That law's no longer in play because okay. that law said to the inheritors of the land, if you if you do right, if you obey, you'll get the land. Right. If you disobey, you're out of the land. Okay. So there's this constant idea of blessing and curses. Okay. Found in the law. And. And in the laws, um, kind of re-upping in the law uh, with the covenant that we find in Deuteronomy. But the point being here is that he's saying, but listen, but the Abrahamic covenant, that covenant was based on a promise, not based on law, not based on keeping things, doing things right or wrong. It was based on a promise. And so and, and that, so that promise is going to endure until its completion. And I don't know if we can say that that promise has been fulfilled. Because even when the Israelites left Egypt with Moses, I get it, they wandered around the wilderness for 40 years, but then they began to move into Canaan. Even at that point, they still were not, they still did not go to the boundaries that were established by God in Genesis 15. Seems like they would have gotten there after 40 years. Well, remember in four. Were they years, going back and forth and just remember, doing circles? And, yeah, they were. Li- yes, like like if you look, at Moses, we 
<laughs> if you look, here. if you look at the geographical location in which they wandered around the wilderness in Sinai, like or or the yeah, the, if you look at the forty years in which they just wandered around that geographical location, like it's just it's hilarious. I mean, because like they were just, I mean, literally just wandering, like in this really small location, just making circles, zigzagging. I mean, it was it was wild. <laughs> but anyway. But then, you know, they eventually, they, you know, they eventually move from that, you know, the, the wandering of the wilderness, they move from that into entering the land of Canaan under Joshua. Right. And the Lord. Moses wasn't allowed in. Moses wasn't allowed in. Right. Moses dead. And so Joshua leads the people in. They begin to take some of the lands. The 12 tribes begin to establish their boundaries. And that so they thing. started it. Who started what? The Jews started it. Started what? Right then with Joshua. Started all the fighting. Oh, started all the fighting for the land of Canaan? Yes. Yes. Okay. But remember, they had been in Canaan before. Okay, so I guess full history. Abraham and his family went to the land of Canaan. Okay. Settled down in Canaan, established themselves in Canaan. Okay. He had Isaac, then there was Jacob. And there was nobody there that they had to kill to get it. Right. Okay. Went to the land. When Isaac, Jacob, and then Jacob had a son named Joseph, right. and, and he left and went to Egypt. Egypt, yeah, right. Son, he, the other brothers did some jacked up stuff to him, but he ended up in Egypt, right hand at you know, mm-hmm. right hand of Pharaoh, and and he was gay. No, oh, he wore that rainbow thing or whatever. So. <laughs> You're talking about the, the coat of many colors. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, no, nothing to do with his sexuality. Okay. All right. Never mind. <laughs> what do we go there? Good Lord. All right. So, all right. So, Joseph. So, there's all of Abraham's family is in Canaan, okay? Right. They end up coming to Egypt because there's a famine in the land. So, Joseph allows all of his family to come from Canaan. To Egypt. Right. And for food. For food. Okay. They end up living there. They're given the land that was called Goshen, which is an area there in Egypt. And that's their land at that point so that they could have food. And then after, you know, 400 years of living there, God ends up delivering them out because they came there voluntarily. But after a while, there was a, there was a Pharaoh that didn't, re- you know, that didn't remember Joseph. Had no connection to Joseph. Right. And he ended up enslaving the Hebrew people. Again? What do you mean again? After Moses got them all out of there? No, no, no. Before. I'm sorry. Oh, Joseph was before. Yeah, Joseph was before. Uh Oh. So, all right. Make sure I'm tracking. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. And then Moses. There's 400 400 years of slavery. Slavery in Egypt. Moses comes and delivers uh, them out. So it was Joseph's fault. Yeah. <laughs> well, Joseph. Gay. Joseph. <laughs> no, <Okay>. no. <laughs> no one no. All right. Okay. It wasn't his fault and he was not gay. All right. <laughs> Good God. All right. Good God, man. Um, so, um, but <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going at all this anymore. All right. Here's my point. They were there in Canaan. Okay. Okay, so that was, in other words, Moses was taking the Israelites back home. Problem is, it had been 400 years. Right. And And there were people there to kill now. And now there's Canaanites. Now there's, you know, there's the the Philistines are near, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's the the Amalekites are there. Like, it's just crazy. So, so which parts of this Bible story? Of I guess which parts of Genesis and Exodus do the M- Muslims believe is true? Okay, because if if they don't believe that, if they believe everything else except the one verse, right, where it says, well, but remember, they're okay. So Jerusalem is important to the to the Muslims. They think they have a, a right and a claim to it. But they, but for the Muslims, they're not looking at just that land. Okay. So for the Muslims, 
they 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 believe that obviously that their religion should spread worldwide. Right. So they're not they're not as localized to a specific land. I mean, Jerusalem's important, but it's not as important as like, for example, Mecca. Okay. Okay. So it's not as important as areas that um, are in Saudi Arabia. So why do they want it so bad? Or do they just want to kill Jews? I feel like there's an element of truth in both. Like they want it because they believe they have a right to it. But then, and, and like, and then even historically, they might even make a claim of, well, we were there longer. Like we were actually there for a thousand years. Right. So shouldn't we have it? If anyone's going to have it, shouldn't we have it? Right. And then there's also the issue of the way the land was given back to the Jews in the 1940s. Okay. And expanded further in the 1960s. So I, I believe that that's part of the issue as well. Okay. Because they feel like their people were displaced because of that. Okay, so Christian Zionism people. Uh-huh. Why aren't those Christians over there killing people with the Jews? Okay. Or are they? No, I don't think they are. Why not? Because I think that for individuals that hold to... So if replacement theology is the fact that the church has replaced Israel, therefore the land is not important, right? Right. Christian Zionism, on the other hand, looks at these promises made in the covenant to Abraham and go, no, it's actually really important. And because it's important, you know, the, the covenant is still true. God is going to give the people of Israel back their land. So we, so, and, so if yeah, God's going to give it, uh-huh. then we don't need to fight I think, for it. I think that's a, a large perspective. Okay. Uh, in other words, in the same way God miraculously, they would, uh, a Christian Zionist would say that in the same way God miraculously gave the land back to the people of Israel in the 1940s, where he just, you know, overnight, now they have a now they have their land back or at least right. part of the land back that that that's God doing that without you know quote unquote wars having to happen although all that came out of the fact that a war had happened right yeah. even though it was <laughs> a bunch of them had to die first for this miracle to happen absolutely why as a christian does it matter like the way I view it, I guess, and I have viewed it for a long time, okay. is is both of these groups are not Christians. Sure. So why do Christians care at all? Who, like, because every other time there's a conflict, like if the, if the Buddhists and the Hindus mm-hmm. were fighting over some piece of land. Right. Right. Christians wouldn't care. Sure. Much. Sure. There would be no night of prayer right. for anybody right. Right. who'd say, hey, this thing's going on, but they deserve it because they don't believe in Jesus. And yeah, sure. So, so I don't get, I mean, I get all the stuff that you've said about the covenant. Okay. But I don't get why we don't just treat it like that. Like, okay. Like, and say, hey, Jews. If you want your promises to be fulfilled, you should probably be Christians. Okay. I see what you're saying. Does that make sense? Yeah. Instead of, we need to fight for Israel, because it feels like that's the the knee-jerk Christian reaction, even Re- from people who are who are uh, replacement or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, it feels like they think that because the Jews were special at one point, we need to treat them more special than the Muslims. And I don't get that. Like, it's still a bunch of people that rejected Jesus. Okay. So, so why don't we just say, hey, bunch of, like, and the Jews, like, super rejected Jesus. Right. Like, hey, everything else, but not that F you. (laughs) Like, right? (laughs) And so, yeah, I, I don't get why we don't treat them the same as everybody else, even though we've talked about everything that we've talked about. Okay. Yeah. 
So I think at the end of the day, again, you, those on the replacement side are still going to, whatever, we're not going to care as much, right? Right. But for those that, like you're talking but about. But they like, still care a little. A little more than. Probably so. They're probably a little more interested. Yeah. Although I will say that some of my friends that are re- are replacement theology, f- I find that they are much more empathetic toward the individuals in Gaza right now. Okay. Yeah. Not Hamas, but the civilians in Gaza. Okay. So they would be very much like they, in other words, they're kind of looking at this whole situation through the lens of wars, you know, War's not good. Violence is not good. You know, we need like the Israel has committed atrocities against those in Gaza. Those in Gaza have committed atrocities against Israel. There just needs to be peace. Everybody just needs to be okay. So right. I find that they're, in other words, they're kind of more of a, in a neutral place, but also a little more empathetic because of the toward the civilians in Gaza because they feel like they're the ones that are really catching the brunt of what's happening right now. Okay. So um, so do they care a little bit about Israel? Again, I think it probably depends on the person within that replacement theology world. Um, and But then for the Christian Zionist, I think so much of it is because they believe God's promises to the people of Israel are still going to come to pass. And so, and they believe that the land is a, a, an important part of that. Okay. And so, in Ezekiel thirty-six, um, this is uh, therefore verse twenty-two. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, "This is what the Lord God says: It is not for your sake that I will act, house of Israel, but for my holy name, which you profaned among the nations where you went. I will honor the holiness of my great name." which has been profaned among the nations, the name you have profaned among them. And he's, so he's talking to the house of Israel, the people of Israel, and says, listen, when you were exiled out, you profaned my name among the nations you were now living in. So when they were exiled to Assyria and to Babylon, um, that's what Ezekiel is saying. He's prophesying okay. and, and saying, listen, you're going to blaspheme my name or profane my name but I'm going to still do something because of my name, not because just of you. It says, the nations will know that I am the Lord. This is the declaration of the Lord God. When I demonstrate my holiness through you in their sight, for I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and will bring you into your own land. And there's that idea of coming back to the land again, Okay. And and then he goes on, I will also sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And that is really coinciding with terminology that we find in new covenant prophecies um, found both here in Ezekiel and in Jeremiah. I I will place my spirit within you and cause you to follow my statutes and carefully observe my ordinances. You will live in the land that I gave your ancestors. You will be my people, and I will be your God. And so there's this um, <laughs> so there's this idea that there's still a, a, a prophetic declaration of God returning the scattered people of Israel back to the land. And so it's not that they'll have to get saved first and then come to the land, but that God is just going to bring them to the land and seemingly there they will experience the salvation of the Lord. And so I think for the Christian Zionist, again, they're still holding to this and saying, listen, yes, we know that the church has been grafted in to Israel. Okay. We know that, that we are, we are, we are in Christ and and the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ. So we are in Christ, but there's still a plan for the ethnic people of Israel to inherit the land and to return to the Lord. Okay. That, that part grafted into Israel doesn't make sense. Okay. Why don't we want Jews in Israel grafted into us? Okay. Right. Well, 
the way that Paul would phrase that in Romans 11 is that that the Jews, so that some Jews have been cut off, okay, because of their unbelief. Okay. But they'll be grafted back in. Right. When okay. they, when that, they, yeah, when they return to Christ. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I guess my last question is, why is there not a a Christian uh why is there not a Christian movement to blow the Jews and the Muslims up and take the land back for Christians? Why does that not exist? Yeah, because there's nothing there's nothing for for the Christian in in, in he or herself, there's nothing attaching us to physical land. Okay. There's there's nothing attaching us the to Christian land. Zion people Mm-mm. don't believe that there's anything attaching us to the land. Not Christians. They they believe a Christian Zionist believes that it's the Jews are coming back to that land, and there'll be a great number of Jews that will come to know the Lord after they have returned to that land. Well, that hasn't happened. No, it hasn't. It hasn't happened. No. And so, but also they've not returned to the fullness of their land either. And so oh, right. if, if that's part of that plan. They got to take back Iraq. Yeah. I mean, going all the way from the Nile to the Euphrates. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I think Christians find themselves in these really different places. Think you've got some Christians that don't care. Some Christians that are going, yeah, there's a plan for the Jews at the, you know, the end times after the fullness of the Gentiles, which we read about in Romans 11 last week as well. There's a plan for the Jews, for them, at the end of the fullness of Gentiles, and it involves the land, so the land's important. And then I think you've got the probably the extreme side that's constantly equating the people of Israel with the governing state that's presently there in Israel. Right. And therefore, basically saying that you, as a Christian, have to approve of everything that the geopolitical state of Israel is doing. Right. And that's crazy. Right. Okay, so I guess this is my last question. Okay. Why would God promise a thing uh-huh. that is going to result in an eternity of people blowing each other up? Like, he had, he knew this was yeah. coming, Yeah. right? Sure. So, so that doesn't seem right okay. for God to have done. I gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah, basically, that there were the fact that there would always be this contentiousness, right, yeah. over this thing that was promised. I got. Why you. would why would he promise that if he knew that that was the outcome? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think it's it. I think it's a great question to because, be honest with because you because that's that's part of what makes me think and think of replacement, uh-huh. which is, hey, Jews. You don't have to fight for this anymore. That's our promise now. I got you. So stop getting blown up and right. go live somewhere else. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh, but of course, And let these weirdos <laughs> have the... You know what I mean? Yeah. But of course, like for the, for Jews, obviously, right, they're not believing in a replacement theology of Christian Zionism or anything Christian, right? right? They're just like, that's our land. Right? If all you have is the Old Testament right. scriptures to go by, that's their land. Because I think it's weird as Christian Zionists to be like, no, stay there. Yeah. I got you. Well, in other words, so yeah. wh- why do Christian Zionists basically keep saying to Jews, right. yeah, keep putting yourselves in harm's way? Right. That's what I don't get. Okay. And why would God want this? Why And why would God want that to be right. the case? Yes. Man, I don't know. I think, and I think it's one of the, I think one of the great questions is, why has there always been this deep, seemingly deep animosity toward Jews? Right. I mean, for four thousand years, right? Like, what's the deal? Um, and and I understand. I'm not saying the Jews have done everything perfectly either, right? Right? But they've been targeted when they've been a very weak group, and that goes all the way back to the Amalekites picking right. off women and children as they were coming out of Egypt. I mean, and even before then, if you want to argue with someone, sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that if I think the 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 issue kind of you know like why why are the Jewish people kind of always being quote unquote picked on in some ways but then also why are they seemingly 
they it's not like they're always turning away or you know right like if you poke them a little bit they're liable to poke you right back right and so even harder yeah and and so uh and so i i, I get that so i'm not saying one's overly right or wrong but i do think it's an interesting for thought experiment of saying well why did god want this why would god why you know because i could talk about like why god wanted them to be in the land originally like why canaan was important in the grand scheme of things leading up to jesus's coming mm -hmm. and so like i could argue for that but i see your point of like from that point on jesus has come the yeah. temple was destroyed in Jerusalem mm -hmm. in 70, you know, AD. And so who cares? Right. Like, just let it be, go live in peace somewhere else. And, and I don't know if they'd live in peace anywhere. I guess it's kind of what I'm getting to. Cause it, it seems like they're always, but like, even they didn't have a land. Right. People still didn't like them. People still didn't like them. They hated them. But if they spread out a bit, but they were spread out. I mean, a pretty good bit, you yeah. know. And then Holocaust happened, right? Right. And so, you know, I, I, and I think that probably lends a little credence to the fact that they are God's people, and the fact they're still here, the fact that they're still, they're still even in Israel to talk about, you know, as a people right. group. Um. So I think as Christians, I think. I, I understand the the nuances, I guess, like of the realities of what this present day Israel has brought, right? Right. Because it's caused displacement. It has caused oppression. Mm -hmm. Like and it's and it's caused constant or led to constant wars, battles, you know. So like I get that, uh, or conflicts. I get that. Um and I think it's a actually uh, we could do a whole nother episode on that, but you know I think it's a whole nother discussion point of like why why is what's God setting what is God setting them up for right? And I don't know if I've got a great answer to that other than is God going to somehow be glorified of the fact of this little group in the middle of uh, a people that do not like them and do not care for them and want to be want to have that land still have the land and it's going to survive, you know, and, and somehow that points to God's protection over them. I don't know. Well, this has been the word on this podcast. You can find the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at when I heard this podcast and X previously known as Twitter and locals at when I heard this like subscribe, share, comment, follow, download, tell your friends about the show. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Nate Robinson and you can follow Joseph on Instagram at Rev Joe T. This has been the winner of this podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.